every brand has a mission statement, right? So the mission statement of your brand, what is it? And, you know, there's all kinds of executives you can pay, you know, tons of money to, to help you distill down what is your mission. But when I was reflecting on it and meditating on what is the ultimate mission of a life, a life realized or a life of joy or victory is simply to know yourself. The Rich Roll Podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? What's happening? My name is Rich Roll. I'm your host. Welcome to another special midweek edition of the podcast. I'm here with my sometime co-host, Julie Pyatt. Hi, Rich Roll. And uh, generally my wife as well. Generally. Generally. Some, I guess you're, I was going to say a sometime, few... you're not my sometime wife. You're my sometime co-host. You're my all the time wife, <laughs> right? Uh, and we're going uh, gonna to drill down on some pretty specific topics today. Um, I think we have a great show for you guys in store. Uh, but before we get into that, we're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel, but what you wear isn't just clothes. It is without a doubt technology technology that can make or break a performance. And I can tell you, after spending two full days meeting with the apparel wizards at On Labs in Zurich, that On is innovating in this space like no other with next-gen premium fabrics and just this heightened level of sophistication and precision and testing and development and intentionality previously unheard of that puts them just miles beyond the competition. I've been rocking On's high-performance running apparel, including the long tees, the weather jackets, even the climate jacket, all super lightweight, tailor-fit, built-to-move, and just gorgeous to get you out and get it done in Fleetfoot comfort, no matter the weather. I'm super proud to be a brand partner with this impressive team, from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com slash richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem. A problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support, and empower you to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life and recovery is wonderful, and recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. 
It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. All right, so it's been a little while since we've done uh, one of these types of shows, uh, and a lot has happened since then. We were in Italy. We did our uh, second Plant Power Italia retreat, which we're going to talk about. Um, but I think the first thing that might be uh, valuable or worth exploring uh, has to do with the fact that I just turned 50, which is a landmark. It's definitely birthday. worth I'm exploring. Do Let's I look, explore Do you look that. at me differently now? No. Do I feel old to you? No, I'm older than you are. <laughs> like you're getting no, you're getting no, like, you know, sympathy for me over here. Well, you know, 50 is, I said this the other week on the podcast, but it is a landmark birthday. It's kind of one of those milestones where you start to you're ref- like, shit, you I'm reflect. 50. Yeah, you, you're like, you reflect a little bit. <laughs> Holy shit. What happened? That's right. Wait, uh, I'm like, really 50. That can't be right. Um, you know, you reflect back on how you got to 50 and what you want your life to look like moving forward. And I think it's the first birthday where you're kind of like faced with your mortality a little bit. Like 40, you're like, oh, I guess I'm a grown up. I'm an adult. But like 50 is like, okay. Shit, I'm going to die. Now it's like serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, kind of a good birthday, I think. It is good. Um, but just today, this morning, I went to uh, have a doctor's appointment and had all my blood work done. It's been like a year since I did my blood work and very happy to report that everything looks fantastic. All my, uh, all my vitamins and minerals and cholesterol and all that stuff is in order. It's actually more than in order. Yeah. It was actually quite positive. No, no. He, yeah, the doctor was stoked. He's like, you're in mm-hmm. fantastic health. Um, some of the markers were really phenomenal. Like my insulin level is super low. And he's like, you're just, you're the, you're, he's like, it would be impossible for you to get diabetes like based on That's these numbers. News. Like, so yeah, everything's great. My cholesterol is perfect. I, I would say the only thing that I need to look at and I need to work on and focus on, and this is no surprise to you, but. I get kind of adrenal fatigue because I just push it too hard, you know, all the traveling and just trying to do everything and burn the midnight oil and then not sleep well and all that kind of stuff that comes with the work that, that we've been doing. And, A life and of, of the extremes. Schedule. Yeah, the, the extreme your way prefer- that I like to. Your uh, preferred mode of, of yeah, operation. My my imbalanced approach to mm-hmm. balance. Um so uh, I have to, you know, kind of focus on that a little bit more. And let's uh, also share what happened. What did he say about gluten? Let's just talk about gluten for a minute. Yeah. So, uh, you know, eating gluten-free is something that I always recommend, but I don't actually practice 100%. And you've been on me about that lately because uh, there's I definitely have room for improvement. And he told me that, and this is a functional medicine doctor, an integrative, you know, doctor. is not like your typical Western medicine doctor. Like this guy's... Uh, you know, has a very holistic approach to how he treats. What are you looking What's at? What's his me name? Weird? <laughs> do you want to say his name? Robert. Uh, how do you say his last name? I don't Robert know. Crocknell. Crocknell. I only know his wife. Yeah. No, Robert Crocknell. Donna DeLore. Fantastic. Um, yeah. He's married to Donna DeLore. Yeah. yeah. They're a lovely couple, beautiful family. And um, yeah, I'd like to go see him. No, he's, actually. he's cool. He's, he's good. He was really, really cool. Happy. Uh, but he's basically like, l- listen, if there's one thing that he's like, if you notice any kind of energy dip or, or, or inflammation, like under the skin inflammation as a result of eating gluten, that is the one thing that I would make sure that you get on top of and eradicate from your diet. Completely. Yeah. He's in, according to him, he was saying that, listen, you know, cause I get, sometimes my eyes get puffy if I eat gluten, like, like pizza crust or something yeah. like that. Like it's pretty evident, like it's not nothing. And I'll be like, ah, whatever. It's okay. It's no big deal. But he's like, actually, that's kind of a big deal. Um, it tends to, uh, remain in your system for an extended period of time, like up to 30 days to kind of like really cleanse it out of you. That's crazy. Uh, and it, it causes inflammation and all these sorts of things. And so he's like, even if you're just eating gluten, like once a week, he goes, your body is perpetually trying to, you know, sort of combat the deleterious impact of that. So yeah. 
he's like, it's really important. He's like, that's the one thing I would, I would, if you take away one thing from this right. visit, that's the thing that you should really and focus on. And what I would add to that is that, uh, I just watched a video on YouTube this week, um, a presentation by Dr. Zach Bush. And, uh, he was explaining some of the finer intricacies of, of gluten and about how, uh, you know, your gut is really your second brain. It's connected to your brain. And Swami Vidya Dishananda had mentioned this, you know, extensively that when you're compromising, uh, your gut, uh, environment, you are compromising your blood brain barrier. And so a lot of this gluten imbalance is being linked to Alzheimer's. Did I say it right? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, which is on me for like saying Alzheimer's is driving me crazy. So Alzheimer's. Um, And, you know, it's... Alzheimer's. Sorry, Alzheimer's. (laughs) I think that's right. (laughs) Go ahead. So, um, you know, we really have to pay attention to this. Again, it's, there's so much, um, there's like a big epidemic of this disease. And there is a link between uh, what is going on in the gut and what is going on in the brain. Mm -hmm. And we have to pay attention to it. Yeah. So you sent me this video. This guy's name is Dr. Zach Bush. Uh, The video is called Gut Brain Injury, How, Why, and What You Can Do About It. And I'll put a link in the show notes up to it so you can watch it. It's it's an hour long. And Zach is, uh, I'm looking at a webpage now with his credentials. He's director of clinical affairs and internal medicine, uh, endocrinology and metabolism, hospice and palliative care at, uh, where's he located? It looks like Colorado. I don't know. Uh, Oh no. Charlottesville, Virginia. Anyway, I'll put links up to that. You guys can check that out. Yeah. He's really amazing guy. Right. So anyway, 50, I'm in pretty good health. Um, I was most, uh, you know, I, I was really keen on making sure that my cholesterol levels were good and all of that kind of stuff. So I was just, it's relief. It's great. You know, it's good. And, and really just to add, I mean, you know, rich is, you know, our life these days are, it's not the days when he was training, when, you know, he was training and coming in and fueling and everything was sort of, uh, I guess the attention to what you were eating, what, you know, the superfood concoctions that Compton was making you from ascended health. And there was a lot of stuff that we were doing during those training years that we are not doing now. And I also have to add that, uh, because we've been creating cookbooks and because there's so much testing going on, that's sort of for the books. Um, a lot of times, you know, there are periods where the family isn't getting fed on the usual schedule because you're, co- I'm you're burnt cooking out. all day and then dinner comes around I'm and you're like, like you're on cooking. your own. Yeah. Cause I've, <laughs> yeah. I've given it all, you know, uh-huh. already. So a lot of, sometimes it's good if you're around and I'm testing and you're around and you can grab a meal. That's great. But a lot of times I'm just like, you know, I can't, I don't have anything left to give. Right. Um, And so I would say as a whole, you know, we haven't really been watching your nutrition as much. And also because of your travel schedule and because of, you know, just the normal things that happen when you travel and you get out of balance. So, uh, you know, I was very pleased to see that the plant-based diet is, um, holding its own Mm -hmm. and really supporting you, even with, you know, your energetic output, your extreme uh, in your, uh, choice of approaching life, uh, it's still doing very well by you. Yeah. So it's been almost 10 years of eating plant-based and turning 50 and to look at the, the data and realize like my B12, my D, my iron, like all of these things are well within normal levels. I'm not, I'm not depleted. I'm not deficient in anything is, is, uh, is quite a relief. And, and also that being on the heels of, you know, not just some travel, like I've been on an airplane like every week for the, like the last seven weeks or something, you know, it's like, I've been traveling constantly. And when you're on the road, yeah, I'm always eating plant-based, but I'm not eating, you know, the Julie Pyatt plant power way cookbook version of mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the plant-based diet. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's great. So it was awesome. Well, congrats. I'm super happy to hear that. Uh, And also just happy to hear about your heart health, um, just with your, you know, your family lineage and your history. Um, it seems like, uh, all the indicators are that that is not an issue for your life. Yeah. Very happy about that. Uh, all right. You want to talk about Italy? Let's let's recap that trip. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we just got back a couple of weeks ago from Tuscany. 
Actually, it's the Chianti region, to be clear. But nobody knows Chianti. And if we said Chianti <laughs> and then you're a recovering alcoholic, it's kind of like, you know, We're it's just like the wine. Drink, drink Chianti. Yeah, like come and drink Chianti. Well, it is the Chianti. Well, anyway, whatever. So, yeah, the same uh, location, beautiful villa in, uh, in central Italy, sort of near Florence, between Florence and Siena. We took another group of 35, 39, 33 people through a seven-day, pretty intense uh, experience of transformation. And it was interesting to do it with a different group, uh, but equally, uh, powerful and potent and a lot of breakthroughs and just, to, you know, there's just no, uh, replacement for showing up and just going through something super intense and being that intimate with people. Like mm -hmm. you can't do it on, it's not going to happen in a webinar mm -hmm. or in uh, attending a conference in a ballroom of a hotel, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, this is a whole different ball game and you know, it's a small group of people. So Julie and I are, are able to be present and really be um, up close and personal and intimate with every single person. And it's just, I can't say enough about how impactful and, and beautiful that experience was. Yeah, it was just incredibly meaningful. And also, um, this tribe showed up and just representing so many different countries, it was even more international than the first. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, siblings that came together, families that came together, you know, couples celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary, um, all, all kinds of individuals. And, uh, yeah, it's a very magnificent, intimate journey. And there's something that will make it special for all time, for all, your entire life, going to that exotic location and practicing yoga every day, eating plant-based food and participating in the workshops of really going deeper into your heart, really connecting. This trip, we actually did a ritual fire. So we did a ceremony uh, with an offering of flowers and music, and it was really, really beautiful and powerful. And um, it's, a, it's just an incredible honor to be able to share in this way and to be able to be uh, gathering this community, this tribe around us. So we, now we've combined the two groups. So we now have 66 individuals that have had this experience with us who are continuing to interact and see each other and connect uh, on a closed Facebook group. And yeah, it's really cool. They're all visiting each other and, mm -hmm. and hanging out. And, and the, the level of activity and engagement in the Facebook group is really, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Rich and I are doing a, like a one call a month where we check in and, you know, our intention is after a couple more trips, um, we're going to mobilize and do something really fun and amazing. We'll see what that is. We'll see what that is. But in the meantime, we just announced our next retreat, which is going to be in Australia, February 20th through 27th. Uh, and we're doing that on the West Coast in right. Western Australia, Smith's Beach Resort. That's right. It's pretty remote. Um, but actually, it was really suggested to us by Mel, who is our producer. She's from Australia. And also, uh, McClay, our photographer for the Plant Power Way, is also Australian. And um, uh, Mel really felt strongly that this was the right place to go. Um, we have a very large following in Australia. We're really excited to come down and meet some of you guys. And connect with you. Uh, we definitely felt your love, you know, across the planet for years. Um, so Rich and I have never been to Australia. This will be our family's first trip there. Um, but we're really looking forward to um, going deep and connecting and spending some time uh, in this amazing country that uh, we know is our tribe, yeah, our it's family. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Like the only thing about Australia to me that worries me is that I'm going to love it so Maybe much. Maybe we'll come I'm back. Like, I want to come back. And like <laughs> Australia has everything that I'm into, like water culture, sun, tropics, like just, you know, the people are so beautiful and, and friendly. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, I know. it's like the ultimate place for me. Like, I can't believe I haven't visited yet. Yeah. So. It's going to be really incredible. Cool. So yeah. So I've already started working on the menu. Um, actually cracked that, uh, open recently. So I've been, uh, creating a few recipes this past weekend and, uh, we'll continue to get that meal plan together for mm. that week. Cool. So let's shift gears a little bit and kind of, uh, laser in on what I wanted to talk about today, which is kind of relevant to what's going to be coming up, uh, 
later this week, we're going to Miami for the Seed Food and Wine Festival. And I did this event last year. It's really great, super fun. So if you guys are listening to this and you're in or near Miami, please come on down. It's going to be great. Julie and I are going, both going and we're presenting multiple times. We're doing a cooking demo together. I'm giving a talk. I'm helping lead a 5K run through Wynwood. Uh, it's, it's going to be super cool. But the, the really cool thing is that uh, it's going to mark Julie's first, uh, her, her virgin experience of giving kind of like a formal keynote sort of talk, right? Like yeah. you've done tons of Q and A's and panels and cooking demos and all of that, but you've never gotten up with like a PowerPoint and like given a formal talk. Yeah. It's kind of freaking me out so actually. You've been working kind on of not my thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I start yeah. off the, uh, the, the festival I'm teaching the opening meditation and yoga class. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they asked me to speak on this topic of staying authentic to your brand, or it's one of the topics that came up when we were brainstorming with the organizers on the phone. And, uh, I'm super excited about it because, um, I think it's going to be uh, a talk that I continue to develop and that I refine and that be Become sort of my keynote. You know, you have your keynote of your life. Um, and uh, I had a, a really meaningful time working on it. Of course, uh, it's completely a spiritual sermon, really. Um, I really sort of realized that I'm much more of a preacher type than I am, a, a, I guess, a business lecturer. Well, the idea of you uh, getting up and like, <laughs> here are the five things, you know, like, it's just comical, right? right. Like, you're going to have to like I just told you, like know what your outline is or mm -hmm. your the, the main topic, the sort of like headers of all the things you want to cover and just give yourself flexibility to riff because the idea of you like following some kind of script or like <laughs> memorizing something, right. it yeah. just makes me laugh because I just don't see that happening. Well, it's also, but, it's interesting with me because I, I have, I have it very developed and I have a extensive, uh, PowerPoint or slideshow that Leah and I put together for the last two weeks. But, um, so, you know, there's a lot of visual and it's there for me if I need it. Um, but uh, if I can really, um, be present and let go of it, um, uh, usually it's much more effective or something amazing happens that I didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. That's the way it always is. So, so let's get into it. I think, I think it's, um, apropos, apropos and, and, and poignant and a good way to kind of synthesize a lot of the inquiries and questions that come in from listeners, uh, on the subject of trying to, uh, meld your, your, you know, your, your passion or your devotion to advocacy with your professional career. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I want to be in wellness or I'm super into this lifestyle. How can I, um, craft a career out of that? How can I create something, uh, to basically support myself doing the thing that I enjoy doing? Like, what is the, what is the roadmap? What is the path to that? And before you get into your response to that, um, it's a tricky thing to answer because there is no one path or right or wrong way of doing it. So, uh, sometimes I'm reticent to answer any of those emails because I don't really know what to tell people. Uh, but I think there is a way of, of continuing to expand uh, opportunities on the horizon of the things that you're interested in and stepping into a more professional, uh, like vocational, uh, trajectory with that. But it's a game of patience and time. It's not like you can snap your fingers and go, okay, now I'm, uh, this person and I'm going to have this expectation that people are going to pay me to provide a service or some kind of, I don't know. Um, but I think that the key aspect of all of it always boils down to authenticity, right? There's a lot of people, especially people online who are sort of purported, uh, you know, experts or, um, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle entrepreneur pioneers or whatever, who have a lot of, uh, things to say about how you do this. But to me, and this is just me personally, a lot of that like rings, uh, it just rings false to me. Like I, you can see and you can feel and you can tell when something doesn't feel authentic. And so for me, the marching orders are, and will always be to stay true to who we are and be honest and as transparent as possible about, you know, what we're doing and what we're putting out into the world. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, 
you know, one of the points in my presentation and it's not the, it's not the first step, but really all steps just lead to each other. So there really is no beginning or end. There's sort of like a circle of information or of a journey, which is all connected and interconnected. But, uh, I think we have to decide or identify ourselves. Are we warriors of wellness or are we, uh, business entrepreneurs? Like, which is it, which is motivating your choices, your decisions, uh, why you want to be in this field. And let's face it, there's a lot of money in wellness right now. So it's attractive, like, mm -hmm. you know, corporates, corporations are taking note and that's great because, uh, we need more people to be, um, involved in wellness and in this system or this planet or in, you know, this country it's through your dollar voting with your dollar. So that has tremendous power, but, um, it kind of goes back to when you and I were dismantled, um, and you know, we had basically been financially everything ripped away from us and we were being called to show up in ways, um, in a, in a certain purity that we had never experienced before. And yet we were still judging ourselves based on, uh, the lifestyles of our other friends that were heavily, uh, mired in the system of, I would say old paradigm business. And I remember talking to you and saying that, you know, it was really violent. We were really being violent to ourselves because we had made this decision to serve our hearts above, above all and to hold this extreme face faith, uh, despite all appearances to the opposite. And yet, uh, you know, there were moments where we were feeling like we were complete losers because we didn't have health insurance or, uh, because our cars got repossessed or because we couldn't pay our mortgage or because we couldn't take our kids on vacation for the fifth, sixth, seventh year in a row. Um, and I remember us saying, uh, me saying to you, like, we can't, you can't play both games. Like you can't say I'm a spiritual warrior and I'm here for the ultimate like realization, upliftment and transformation of humanity and guardianship of the earth. And then say, I'm so bummed that, you know, I'm not driving a Porsche, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is, this is uh, an important uh, kind of perspective that we can shift, which is uh, which will be more supportive to you in the process. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, when I, when I started to write this presentation, you know, my first slide after the opening slide is the question, who am I, you know, who am I? So, you know, I'm joking that if, if we knew the answer to that question really, truly, uh, we would probably explode into a puff of smoke and fully realize and leave this dimension because that is the million dollar spiritual seeker question, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, there is an opportunity to change a perspective. And again, in every single experience of life, it's your perspective that you bring to it that informs your experience. So you can have many perspectives about who am I? I mean, in this human body, uh, you know, it could be I'm a spiritual being having human experience. Um, it could be uh, the 2.0. I'm a multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. Uh, it could <laughs> I'm also working be towards that one. I'm not quite. Well, there I mean, yet. all of us. But if you even just can imagine or just think of it as a funny movie, like what if you know, what if only a small part of me was living in this body, and what if there is a vast universe of experience that is also connected to me. Uh, that is there for me to play and mm -hmm. to experience. <clears throat> for me, it just makes, it's like you, you take more of a bird's eye view, more of a mature view by, by expanding out. And this lifts a lot of the pressure and the depression, uh, of, of living a human life, because let's face it, it's, it's very tedious and very difficult to earn a living, uh, to be a part of this system. And, you know, that's for those of us that are extremely privileged, like everyone listening to this podcast, but there are millions of other people that are literally starving, you know, literally not even able to have food. And, you know, this brings you back to the importance of being a true wellness warrior and somebody who is promoting, you know, plant-based sustainability on the planet. And really what is the possibility of that? The possibility that we could actually feed all our brothers and sisters if we were able to affect that. And so each of us is needed in our own way. You know, all of us have a certain fragment or fractal of that crystal 
to share. Um, and that's why we shouldn't judge other people that are moving in the field. Um, because everybody has a different voice, just like John Joseph, you know, he has a very specific voice. Mm -hmm. Um, some people find that voice intense. It is intense, but you know, we adore him completely. Um, but he's speaking to a very specific group of people that I do not speak to. So of course we're both needed. It's not like he's wrong and I'm right. You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well-being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better, Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There are certain rare people who have a powerful voice and know how to use it. My friend Amanda Decadene is one such human. The podcast is called The Conversation because it is the conversation. A groundbreaking series of raw and honest exchanges on the issues that matter most. Mental health, sex, politics, ambition, gender roles, and more. Listen to The Conversation wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There is so much health information out there. It can feel overwhelming and leave even the most well-intentioned confused about what's what and who to trust. Well, the first person that I call when I'm seeking clarity is my friend and nutrition expert, Simon Hill, host of the fantastic podcast, The Proof. Each week, Simon matches wits with brilliant scientists, translating their evidence-based insights into actionable tools for better well-being. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. So in terms of, of distilling this down into... Um, you know, some kind of, of tactile takeaways. Like if somebody's listening to this and they're like, they do want to step into some kind of wellness professional, you know, occupational capacity, but they're in their, you know, they're in their current job and they're afraid. Like, what is that? Okay. You know, so what I is know that, you're going to be shocked, but I, I mean, I okay. think that, that, uh, you know, from a theoretical perspective to say, okay, uh, you do have to be a like what implicit and kind of between the lines of what you're saying is like the first and foremost, the most important thing that you need to do is that internal work like that, that self inquiry, you know, the, who are you like the, it's not, it's not so much arriving at the destination of that answer, but it's the commitment to the search that will open up the doors and, and provide you with the answers that you're looking for. It's, it's, it's a um, devotion to uh, and commitment to uh, developing and expanding self-awareness. And that's the, that's the way you're gonna answer this question for yourself. Right. Not it, in like, oh, go to this website or you know, here's the uh, underappreciated market opportunity. Yeah. So it's a daily commitment. It's a moment to moment commitment. It's a process. It's a practice, right? To bring yourself back to that question, to, um, you know, uh, participating in experiences that help you to, uh, peel off layers and layers of that experience because it goes on forever. It will even go on beyond this life into your next experience. It's not, there's no end game in the e eternal search for who am I, you know, so it's just going to keep going. But I happen to have 15 steps uh, you to, do. I do. I actually do. Oh, wow. I know you're shocked. That is really have 15 steps. That's the most, that of all the wacky stuff that you talk about, <laughs> that might be the most shocking that you actually have 15 steps. So to I don't something. know if I'm going to use That's it, but I do have 15. You, so 15 steps right. to your authentic life. Do you want me to 
to share them or is 15 too much? I'll this share a couple. Good. I've just discovered okay. this is now the title well, of this so, podcast. Exactly. 15 steps to your authentic life. There you go. Okay. So this will trend. So what I would say is, you know, every brand has a mission statement, right? So um, the mission statement of your brand, what is it? And, you know, there's all kinds of executives you can pay, you know, tons of money to, to help you distill down what is your mission. But when I was reflecting on it and meditating on what is the ultimate mission of a life, a life realized or a life of jai or victory is simply to know yourself, right? And for me, that's such a beautiful setup of creation that you would get to focus so intently on what your blueprint is, like what is living inside your heart that you would be able to maybe discover some aspect of that, maybe fully realize it, or maybe even get to various levels of truth within that statement. So the question is though, but how, how would you be able to? This is step so two. This is step one. Okay. We're that was just the opening. Uh -huh. So this is step one. So step one would be that it begins with a prayer. Okay. So, uh, it would begin with a prayer and it would require that you be devoted to your brand. And I'm using brand because it's kind of a business talk, but it's your life. So it would be the question, how can I serve? How can I serve my highest aspect? And it might be in the aspect of a prayer like, beloved life, lead me, direct me, guide me for the highest use of my being as a vessel of your divine light as my true authentic blueprint. I like that. I also like how you change your voice. When I'm saying the prayer, <laughs> yeah. voice matters too. Uh -huh. how you say it matters. So you could tell that I was, I was giving you that feeling, that emotion. It's the feeling tone that matters when you're calling, crying. So a prayer is a call, a yearning, a cry to your deeper self. So depending on the depth of your devotion, if you were really game and you really wanted to get with this in a really committed way, I would suggest, um, consider saying that prayer on your knees. Uh, this kind of posture of reverence, of true devotion, um, I think is one that can benefit us greatly as humans. Um, I don't think uh, we're in that bhava or that emotion of humility maybe as often as would be supportive for us. Mm -hmm. So are you ready for step two? Yeah. Are we okay. going to go through all 15? I don't know if we have time. Yeah. You can all cut right. me off though, because it's your show. Well, cool. Well, I don't know if we're going to be, well, let's see. What's two? Okay. Yeah. So two is um, understand that your dreams are both significant and completely insignificant. <laughs> so it's this thing of understanding that uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, how important is your idea for your brand <laughs> or mm -hmm. really how important is your life? If, if you're really looking at this cosmic, uh, um, when I want to say like a universe of unlimited life forms. Uh, so it's good to understand. I think this awareness gives us a humility and a reverence and a respect for being part of this greater collective um, and, but also understanding that, uh, whatever you came here to serve, uh, we may be asked to offer that up or to, um, accept that, um, our will is not the divine will. And it's not about what we want to happen. It's about the role we play in the greater scheme. Right. And that allows you to detach from the results of your endeavors and also, perhaps not take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Have a little humor, relax. So, All right, um, I like that. Okay. Three? Step three, you ready okay. for this one? Yeah. Okay. Do they okay. get harder? It's not a harder, easier thing. <laughs> and they're actually not linear. Like it could be there. They could happen in any order. Well, nothing but with you is linear. It... I'd be shocked. Shocked. Like again, it's like Julie, Julie, Julie's version of making a list looks like some kind of crazy, uh, Jackson Pollock esque like <laughs> diagram of circles. That's right. And it's always made perfect sense to me, but okay. Step three, sacred union within. So again, 
this is about an inside job. It's, it's about understanding that we both have masculine and feminine energies existing within us. It is uh, our mission to integrate these, balance these, and develop both of them because both of these are needed. So it doesn't mean that if you're a man, that to be a man, that means you're always, uh, you know, aggressive and system oriented and, you know, handling stuff and never getting emotional. And if you're a woman, it doesn't mean that because you're feminine, you're helpless or you never speak up or you never offend anybody. Um, so we have to learn how to balance both of these and understand that, um, it's, an, it's about the inner relationship that is, uh, the primary and first priority in all things. It's not the last step. It's the first step mm. in, in this. It's actually step three here, but you know what I meant? Right. How was that? All right. That was good. Let's keep rocking through it. Okay. Step four. So step four is to be, it's a word that I actually uh, came out with on this podcast. Um, instead of the word selfish, I use the word self-full. Uh, and I think this is really important that we be very self-full. And I think this is set up this way. It's the key to merging with your authenticity. And until you really go into this exploration of who you are, you can't really discover your blueprint, which makes it impossible for you to serve at a very elevated level. And as I believe deeply in nature and in the divinity of all things, I believe in you and you are nature's perfection and you exist for a reason, for a very specific reason. So this inward gaze and journey of self-discovery uh, should be celebrated and should be encouraged. Uh, so being selfful is you know, a key step. Um, and in the, in, in just in terms of translating that really what you're saying is it's okay to prioritize, uh, yourself, right. In terms of this journey of exploring what's most important to you and finding a way to express that. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of times in spiritual, um, ideas or concepts, we think that we should put others before ourselves. And that's very true. If you are at a level of evolution where you're ready for that step. But if you don't know yourself and you have not come into the full embodiment uh, or a, a level of maturity, um, you can't really serve another person uh, until you've taken care of yourself. And I think, you know, you could say that many of us are self-involved. And again, I think it's because that's by design. And another thing that you hear a lot in spiritual circles is that, you know, you have to kill the ego. And the truth of the matter is that you need an ego to exist in the body at all. If you didn't have any ego, you wouldn't even be in a body. You wouldn't even be here. So I think we need to cultivate the positive as aspects of ego and possibly become a witness or an observer of some of the more negative aspects of ego. So um, ego is there for a reason. And, you know, if you were created in a way or you enjoy certain things, um, you know, certain expressions in life, there may be a reason that you do, right? Because uh, your work or your mission requires that you have that skill or that comfort level. In terms of the service piece of what you were talking about, uh, there's an adage in recovery. You, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you're not in a position to help somebody else out unless you have a certain level, like you said, maturity, but also experience, uh, and knowledge, something to give, mm -hmm. right. That would be productive. Just availing yourself, making yourself available to somebody else isn't necessarily the best path if you don't have, uh, the valuable asset to convey. Right. So, so you have, and, and again, that goes back to, um, being selfful and being committed to that, that interpersonal work so that you can develop that interior life and, 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 and live your life in a way where you are accumulating experiences that have some sort of shared value when expressed and conferred on other people. Yeah, absolutely. True. Step five is make space for you. Um, you have to make space to find yourself, to discover yourself, to connect with your voice, your inner voice. And so some of the ways that we do this is obviously through meditation, which we talk about 
you know, a lot. Um, this is the act of connecting, of listening to your soul. Um, also I find the Vedic birth chart to be extremely, uh, fantastic, um, to sort of unlock and uncover, uh, your, um, dispositions, what you are predisposed to. Um, it's, quite an amazing tool. I highly recommend it. If you're looking for a Vedic astrologer, uh, you can email cb at charlottebenson.com. Um, she's an amazing astrologer, very Western. She has tons of titles and she's like the best kind of practical aunt and she will just lay it on you. And, uh, you might really enjoy that. Um, and then finally as tea ceremony, you know, you guys know Wuda now well, uh, when he was on my podcast recently, we were talking about, he was talking about making space for peace and about how, if you don't make space for peace, um, you can't experience peace. And so again, this is a spiritual practice. It's waking up at four 30 in the morning. It's deciding not to watch law and order or Netflix and instead doing a 30 minute meditation before you go to bed and programming your sleep, telling your soul, speak to me, lead me, guide me. You know, I'm here for you. I'm listening this type of thing. Mm -hmm. How do you like that step? I like that. Keep going. Keep rolling. Okay. Step six is power up your connection. And this is something we experienced on the retreat in Italy. Uh, we were so blessed because we know Giovanni and Francesco so well from all the years of, of going to the farm. They're the uh, proprietors. Yeah. Of the Isolana, the beautiful brothers. They're like my brothers. Um, and we, I asked them, I said, Francesco, can I build a fire please in the olive grove? And he was like, Julie, of course. So he went, that's how he kind of sounds when I imitate him. So he went and he got all these stones and we built a sacred fire with Leah and with, we had Jennifer, um, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner who works with Dr. Vasant Lad and very skilled in ceremonial fire creation, which was amazing. Um, so anyway, we, we put together a fire, um, and, uh, and a lot of people told me later that they had never experienced that. And we have to remember that ceremony is part of our ancestry. It's part of our lineage and you don't need permission from a priest, a shaman, from me, from anybody to pay reverence or homage or honor or love your dreams, your desires and your loved ones. And, you know, much like the experience Rich and I shared about the transition of my father, um, these are all um, opportunities that are available to us every day in life. Uh, and you can follow the moon cycles, you can follow the equinoxes, um, and uh, you can follow these kind of planetary events and uh, make a ceremony, um, uh, set your intention and offer something of love to a dream, a hope, a desire, or a loved one that you care about. I have seen these rituals pay off. They do work. Uh, the issue is they are not immediate gratification. So you have to be able to apply extreme faith and consistency, and you will see miracles happen yeah, your, in your life. Your, your devotion to creating ceremony around things throughout the course of our marriage and our relationship has been pretty consistent. And it's something that I wouldn't have done on my own. Like you're always like, we're going to like tonight, it's going to be about this. And you make a big to do and you're like, here's what we're going to do. And, and we're going to, you know, write down our, the things that we want to release and we're going to put them in this fire or whatever it is, like any version of that. And there is something really powerful and beautiful about that, especially when it's done um, in a shared way with other people. And I think it, it speaks to <clears throat> this innate, uh, you know, genetically hardwired uh, disposition that I think we all have that, that, that gravitates towards that kind of thing. There's a, there's a need that, that we have for that. Um, and we've really moved away from it in our culture. Like it's almost disappeared. Like the idea that young men go through some kind of, you know, initiation procedure to be sort of ceremoniously inducted into manhood or what have you. Like we don't really, we have perfunctory versions of those in our life and we have holidays and things like that, but that's not the same thing. But mm -hmm. the truth is, is that it's available to you if you decide that you want to do it and, and 
create it in your own life. It's true. And I think that there's another element to this that is literally vital to the health of the family and the health of our children. And listen, we're a modern family. I mean, I'm doing this stuff sometimes and the kids are laughing or rolling their eyes. Like I'm not really like strict about it. It's not like super serious um, all the time. But I will say that the fact that I've done it consistently for so many years, uh, my kids do have an awareness to spiritual connection and they're at different, you know, ages and processes and some are more into it than others are. But I still have always held that sacred fire in the home and that example. And I feel like it is the spiritual connection that we are missing that is leading to much of the disconnection and must, much of the trauma that is experienced in a human life. Um, I taught yoga this morning to about 10 seventh graders uh, at Muse, and it was, it was fascinating because it was, a, it was a, a free forum, like they could choose to join or not, and the boys didn't want to come at first, or at least most of the boys, and they were being very, very disruptive and really trying to disrupt, and I just went in my way, and it was fascinating because in about five minutes, the yoga postures had quieted them almost 80%. Like literally the energy just took them quiet. (laughs) So, you know, this is something that as parents and as families, this is part of our, of us. It's part of who we are. And it doesn't have to be in a yogic sense. If you don't relate to that, it can just be like with nature, making an offering or saying thank you to nature for having blessed you. Um, I can't express, I, I really think this power of ritual is really something that uh, we need to reconnect with at a, at a deeper level. And how do you anchor that back to this idea of, you know, creating an authentic brand? Um, how did, I mean, how is it relevant? Yeah. Um, it's relevant in, in helping you to realize your dreams. You know, it's like, for instance, uh, with you, when I first met you, um, I bought a crystal actually from Gustav, from my dear friend, Gustav Schindler, who passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was a, a large citrine and it had the qualities of, of, of certain things that represented you. And for how many years have I known you? 18 years? For 18 years, every morning, it sits in a total silver bowl of sacred water and it's washed and it is uh, blessed and chanted on for your highest evolution. That is done every morning and I offer flowers and I offer drops of flower of like rose essence on it. And almost every single day that act has been done for you without you even knowing about it. (laughs) I appreciate that. It's crazy, (laughs) but you know, it's really powerful too, you know, and, and what a beautiful thing that I can do that. And, uh, it's, you know, you can do that for your kids. You can do that for yourself. You know, I did that for my house. I mean, one of the reasons I think that I was triumphant after five years of not being able to pay mortgage, house insurance, or property taxes, and we're still here in the house, I did a lot of ceremony on that lingam in the front of the house. A lot of crazy stuff I did. Right. And, you know, I mean, even linking it to beaches on Kauai where we were later taken to that exact beach. So I have seen this materialized in physical form. There is a whole Davic realm. There are whole other energies that are working with us in a life and they're waiting for us to connect with them. And when we do, and when we have a sincere heart, uh, you know, I have experienced my life as miraculous in many ways. As have I. Are you ready for step 10? Thank you. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just sitting here thinking like, are we really going to do 15? Like, I don't think we can go, let's not go through 15, but I think you should pick like maybe two, maybe, you know, maybe two more like the most important things. Are we too late? We're coming up on an hour here. Yeah. Well, what do you want? I thought you were long form. No, we're going. I thought you were into like the long conversation. We're going to, we're going to like land this plane at at 60 minutes. At 60 minutes. (laughs) Okay, fine. All (laughs) right. But what we can do if you're open to it is... I can uh, I can embed these fifteen steps uh, in the show notes so people can uh, can see them if you're willing to do that. Yeah, sure, that's um, cool. But maybe drill down on like two of the you know the most important remaining aspects of this. Not a, it's all important, so I can't really pick. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I would say what's the last one? Uh, the last one. 
Well, this is a good one. I would say that these are three really important questions to apply when making every decision about your life or your brand. And the first one is, what am I doing? The second is, why am I doing it? And the third is, is it in the highest divine alignment? Those three questions should be applied to everything you do. I think the why has to even come before the what. Well, yeah, I mean, there that could be, you know, no, what am I, what you have to know what you're doing before you know why you're doing it. I guess that's true. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the why you could be very confused for a long time. Well, if you did why I mean, first. but I think most people don't put enough attention or focus on, on the why. Yeah, I understand. You you mean like what exactly? Like what is your what is your mission? Your mission is to know yourself or to serve your source. So yeah, right. you should know that. Ahead but of time. W- whatever you're doing, like I'm I'm starting a business, or I am uh, you know going to train for a marathon, or I'm going to lose fifty pounds. Whatever it is, like your goal or your mm-hmm. mission statement or your sort of journey towards whatever it is you're working towards. A lot of people just you know sort of propel themselves forward because they're inspired or they just think it's a good idea, but there's not enough thought put into like, okay, well, why, why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? What is it about Mm -hmm. this? That's, that's drawing me, you know, that's magnetizing me in this direction. And let's, you know, let's dissect it and really look at, at it because, you know, behind that initial motivation, there's something else. Like maybe there's a pain that needs to be healed or, or, or something deeper than, you know, I want to run a marathon or I want to lose 10 pounds. Like, well, What's, why is that important? What's behind that? And then what's behind that? And then what's behind that, mm-hmm. right? And that goes back to your first step, which is like, who are you? And mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, beautifully said, agreed. So the last step that I'm gonna share is step 13. You'll have to guess what all those other steps were in between. Mm-hmm. But it's basically um, make your hell your sacred moment. It's up to you. We could do a whole hour on that. We could do two hours on that. Well, let's do it. I'll come back on your show anytime you invite me. Okay, dig into Um, it though. So, you know, the lotus grows from mud, right? So um, the questions are, are you courageous enough to receive this as sacred, this horror, this trauma, whatever this life event, like it takes tremendous courage to flip it and to make it sacred and say, this is, a, this is my sacred moment. Uh, this takes an immense responsibility to transform it, but it's an incredible blessing to humanity, I think, to the collective, because when you have the courage to take responsibility and transform it, uh, you have not wasted the opportunity. So when a tragedy occurs, uh, there's in fact the possibility of two tragedies. First, the tragedy that happens, and then the fact that you would not be able to seize the opportunity and transform it. So, so well, you would this... not be able to uh, to perceive it as a sacred moment. There's the there's the tragedy that happens, and then there's the story you tell yourself about what that is and what that means. Right, and if it's and if you haven't found a way to rise to transform it and to raise it up to a level of, of spiritual meaning, uh, spiritual significance, um, and use that for your transformation, for your community's transformation, for those around you, then in, in a sense, it's two tragedies. So a very intelligent thing to do, I feel, and this is speaking from my own experience, is to choose a spiritual perspective in the face of all things, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, And as we know, it's not what happens to you, but who you become in the process or who you are in the face of what happens to you that truly matters. And I have a very extreme example, a very profound example that stopped me in my uh, tracks. Uh, The other night I watched this amazing documentary called Human uh, and I'm not sure who the director is. I apologize for that. Maybe you could look that up oh, really yeah. quickly. You, know, you emailed it to me and I pulled it yeah, up. So it's I can a look beautiful it right film and it's a beautiful film of the collective and of humanity and also of the earth. Um, and there's a gentleman, there's the, a young, young man. The, dire- the director's name is Jan Artus Bertrand. I assume he's French. Jan, or Bertrand. maybe 
Bertrand. Yeah. Jan, um, Y-A-N-N. But I'll, I'll put a link to this. This is just volume it's one of so the extended worth version. Your watch. But it's, it's so worth watching it. Quite beautiful. Uh, but there's an individual in the movie who is a beautiful man uh, who is very emotional. And he talks about a woman who loved him completely and who changed his life. And as he's talking, uh, you find that the woman who has loved him completely and unconditionally is the mother of the woman and children that he murdered. Mm. And she chose to become a master. Really, that's a, that's a master move. That's a that's a move of 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 a being that is beyond human. Yeah, it's like super Jedi. No, I mean, but she she's so wise and she's so beautiful because she loved her daughter and her grandchildren so much that she refused to let that violence continue. And to hear of the level of of heart you know, the immense heart and the immense soul that this woman has to embody. It was truly um, breathtaking. Did she evolve to that perspective or did she always hold that it's, space? It's not known because of the way the film is presented. Um, it's, it's not known. I, I don't know. I, I only know you only see the man and you see the level of his... Um, gratitude that he had been loved this much. I mean, think of the immensity of that emotion. If you had done such a thing and someone had loved you that much. And that is one of the rare instances um, in human life that I think that woman expressed what is close to how God loves us. Yeah, it's beautiful um, to kind of bring that back to this idea of embracing the divine moment uh, and using that as a catalyst for growth and change and evolution and expansion. Um, you know, this is something we've talked about a lot on the podcast, right? But that idea of transcending the the typical story that you would tell yourself and others about this thing that happened to you and instead leveraging the potential energy of it to shift into that higher version of who you are who you could be or how you how you've always uh dreamed yourself to become uh is is really the path that i wish upon everybody right and i think it's a consistent recurring theme in in so many of the guests that i've had on the podcast everybody mm -hmm. from you know charlie ingle his whole thing was like it's not what happens to you it's what you it's what you do in the face of that to joshua fields milburn my most recent podcast where he was you know managing 150 uh telecom retail stores trying to sell cell phones to five-year-olds and you know mm -hmm trying to accumulate as many things as he possibly could. And then his mother died of cancer. He was very close with his mother and his, his marriage dissolved. And, you know, he could have told a whole tale of woe around that, but instead he, he, uh, he was able to, you know, access the potential energy of those uh, two events that happened in rapid succession to look at himself more honestly in the mirror and do an inventory and, and make change and realize that he'd always wanted to be a writer and that that was his moment to mm -hmm. step into that. And now he's got you know, readership in the millions and is doing this thing that he loves that's that's improving the lives of, of people all over the world. And you know, that's a really beautiful example of what can transpire and what can happen, what what we're all capable of when when we when we are able to have the courage to change that story or to leverage or access that um those events to transport us into a different realm. Mm -hmm. Definitely beautifully put. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I think so. Am I uh, over 60 minutes? We're at, uh, 
we're at exactly an hour. <laughs> yeah. That makes you happy. I think we went through how many of your points? Six or know. so. Yeah, something like that. So this went into new terrain because it was like your authentic brand. Here's how you're going to create your authentic brand. But this is deeper work. Of course This is it about is. who you are. Of course it is. Uh, and of course, that is the path to creating your authentic that, brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is the work, the real work required that will literally uh, transform your life and, and skyrocket you into a different dimension of mm -hmm. this earthly experience. It's true. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, will you come back on my podcast sometime? Sure. Right. I'd love to, Rich Roll. Excellent. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with our regularly uh, scheduled programming of long-form interviews with paradigm-breaking minds and personalities uh, coming up next week. Until then, uh, thank you so much to everybody who has subscribed to the show. Uh, please leave a review on iTunes if you have a moment and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Thank you to everybody who has done that and has patronized uh, the show by using the Amazon banner ad at richroll.com for all your Amazon purchases and for everybody who has contributed through our Patreon account. We love you and appreciate you. Continue to spread the love and I'll continue to try to improve and uh, get better in this podcasting forum uh, to bring you the best content I possibly can. And until then, uh, be well. Any parting words? Don't you say peace plants or is I that over? That's the very end. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten to that part yet. No. <laughs> no one gets to talk after I do that. So oh, no, I'm giving you I your we were opportunity to I'd share like a final in. thought before I <laughs> close this bad boy uh, down. No, I'm just, uh, I think I shared everything. So thanks for listening and uh, hope to see you guys soon. All right. Peace. Namaste. Plants. Plants.